Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app, your smart speakers. Download the podcast. Good morning. What it do, baby? What's happening? What's cracking? What's happening? What's good, Key? Get ready. I'm trying to get warm out here on the West Coast. 55 degree weather. Almost like I've brought some cold weather in my luggage here. (laughs) Have you ever experienced weather as cold? You said there was ice on your windshield. Yeah, Yeah, no, it it happens every single year, Max. I don't remember. You said it hit the high 20s. You you didn't live, you you lived inland. Mm -hmm. So you don't really get. You it still can get cold, but it's only going to dip into the 30s. When you live where I live, closer to the ocean, in a higher elevation, it's going to get a little frosty over there. Ahead, Every Keith. now and then, when you come outside, it's not necessarily snow, but on the trees, you get the frost. Wow, I mean, I, Max, did you hear the humble brag, though? You know, you live in the where I live when it's high. Oh, no, 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 I, I, listen, the truth is, if you, LA, know, if you know L.A. and you know geographically yeah. where things are at in the way we talk, you know what I'm saying? It's like I just live closer to the ocean. Max lived more inland, which is further away from the ocean. But his neighborhood that he lived in actually more expensive than the neighborhood I lived in. Yeah, you, you see how I black for yeah, him there? Yeah, there you go. You can <laughs> see the ocean. From, but it, it's, I got great advice before I moved to L.A. Someone said, pack uh, until Thanksgiving. Like that, like you, like the stuff you need to wear takes you about through Thanksgiving on the East Coast. It doesn't really, but but twenties. <laughs> oh, that's a cold Thanksgiving. Woo! What's going on? Listen, uh, by the way, to the uh, Man in the Arena podcast, a ten-part series exploring how sports has an impact on our everyday lives through the lens of Tom Brady's career. Available wherever you get your podcasts, and brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. Need to finance a home like a pro? Rocket can. Uh, speaking of the man in the arena, last night at the world's most famous arena, Steph Curry became the NBA's three-point king all time with two first-quarter threes. Ray Allen and Reggie Miller were there. Those are the previous two record holders. What a moment, Jay. It was just, um, first off, seeing the evolution of the game. And you were there. Yeah, seeing Ray, um, you know, seeing Reggie. I spent time with him on USA Basketball, how competitive he is. Knowing Ray from when I first got drafted, spent a lot of time with him and his wife Shannon in Milwaukee because I was right there in Chicago. Uh, and then watching Steph really take the mantle uh, was just a really cool moment to see. And it, I'm just going to tell you guys as a, as, as a real hooper here and somebody that you know, tried to make thousands of shots every single day, how challenging it is. Like we used to play this game called plus seven, minus seven. And what this game was, you know, where you would have a certain amount of shots that you had to take, and you had to get to minus seven. And the way you got to minus seven is just the ball going in doesn't count. If the ball hits the rim, you get a plus, you get a plus sign. If, the, if you miss a shot, you get two plus marks. But the only way you can get down to negative seven is for the ball to hit nothing but net every single time so you feel what that is. You feel with every shot, with the way the ball comes off your fingertips, with the flick of the wrist, everything is the same. It's in unison. It feels the same. And watching Steph move without the ball, and for him to get the record max and key with the purity of the shot is something that is just so meaningful to me as somebody who, you know, really thrived to be a great shooter. Because in that moment, that's what you feel. Like, that's what a perfect shot is. And even watching Reggie and watching Ray, 
the, the greats can understand that because the thousands of hours it takes to master that is something that these guys understand. And to watch it get closed out that way was a, was a genius and brilliant moment. It's almost to like see. when Tom Brady threw his 700th pass, his <laughs> touchdown pass. He did it in overtime with all these things on the line against the Bills, the whole thing. Steph had a high-degree difficulty shot. It doesn't look like that for him because he does it all the time, but for normal human, even great three-point shooters, extremely <clears throat> to break the record at Madison Square Garden. Things kind of lined up. The mecca. Okay. So that got us to thinking. Who were, you know, because Jay has floated the idea. And Jay, you're not the only one, but you have certainly been a vocal person who has floated the idea like, Steph a top 10 player think, of all time? I think he's going to finish top 10 before it's all said and done. So I'm going to give you my top 10 list. And on okay. the Dr. Pepper call-in line, you can give your ranking of Steph Curry. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Where does he rank among the greatest players of all time? What is he, the 5th, the 10th, the 1st, the 100th? Where do you have him? Here are my top 10 players. Of all time. Of all time. Can I just tell everybody before we get into this, the amount of drama that this has caused on our show with all of our producers, specifically Alan Yates and Key, I just find to be extremely entertaining. With that being said, Max, the floor is yours. Here it goes. First of all, this is the greatest player list. So I know that Bill Russell, for example, his skills are not what Tim Duncan's were eventually because everything gets built. But in his era, so I'm, I'm measuring everyone, their greatness in their era. Okay. Give me the list. Michael Jordan, number one. Clearly. Yep. LeBron James, number two. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, number three. Okay. And and no problem thus far. Key, any any issue thus far? I'm I'm gonna let him finish, man, because he 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 real he's real slick, and you gotta you gotta pay attention to Max in his slickness, but I got him, don't worry. Number four. So this is this is an error's top now, ten. This isn't a top ten across exactly. all Exactly. Yes. It you is. said it, Jay. Yes. I didn't say it. It's, I was going to get the, him. These are the greatest players it. of all time. If you want to say the best players of all time, could I have Bill Russell number four? Uh, but if I don't, it's, but I but Bill Russell won eleven chips. I just, okay, 11. Just, but I'm saying we're we're not. I'm just not looking at your error. We're cross comparing errors on what mm-hmm. we subjectively see with our eyes as greatness. Okay. Okay. Right, well, you can define it your way. I, I already told you the difference between better. Yeah, and but I'm greater. not going to let you cop out that way. That's it's a not a cop out. Jay, will it's you a, let the man a, finish? Uh, not a you want my best list ever? I can give you that, too. This is my greatest list ever. Oh, God. Bill Russell, number four. He won. Okay. By the way, Bill Russell in his career played in 21 deciding games, yep. high school, college, okay. pros. All right. You know what his record was in those games? What? For championships? Mm-hmm. 21 and 0. Okay. Wilt Chamberlain, number five. I mean, his numbers speak for themselves. Okay. Shaq, who was the modern Wilt, number six. Kobe, who was you got Shaq ahead of Magic. Would you? I'm just sorry. Yeah, Shaq was a more dominant player at his very peak. Kobe Bryant, number seven, the closest thing to Jordan. Larry Bird, number eight. People forget Bird showed up on the Celtics. They were a 29 win team. His rookie year, they won 61 games from 29 to 61. He was a three time consecutive MVP winner, etc. Magic Johnson, number nine. Who's everyone knows Magic's career, but if we want to get into it and debate later, we can. As a rookie, he jumped at center, even though he was a guard, and won the championship. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. By, by the way, by dropping 42, 15, and 7 or 8, 
in game six of the finals. And number 10, I've included Kevin Durant. And Tim Duncan has to be there, too, so I have him 10 and 10A. Duncan was not as much of a wow player, but also a five-time champion, the best player on five championship teams. So those are, that's top 10. Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, Russell, Wilt, Shaq, Kobe, Bird, Magic, KD, and Duncan. Really 11 I slipped in. Dennis in Delaware has something to say about it. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. I think Steph has got to be in the top five. Like Reggie Miller said last night, you know, he's kind of like a Babe Ruth type of guy now where he he took a specialized talent, three-point shooting, and he totally revolutionized the game. So that brings him up the top ten list. No question about it. I mean, you know, Tiger Woods revolutionized the game. Um, Maybe Dan Marino did in 84 and 85 with uh, passing touchdowns. But Steph has got to be up there now because – He's just so far ahead. Who's ever in second yeah, place listen, that, with three point shooting? When you well, say I think greatest, in times he will, in time he will be right now, and he's not. You, where do you have Steph uh, Key? I mean, he's outside the top ten all time right now. But yeah. when his career's over, he's certainly going to probably slide in to top ten. I, I got I got Steph right now, looming like around like thirteen. Right, I think like 13, that's about right. 14. I said it's right outside yeah, yeah, the top yeah, yeah. 10. I just gave a specific right number. Them. You're right, Kay. Yeah. I just gave a specific number around. But here. but but what I uh, want to do now yep. is go through this list, please. Is want to shred your list apart. It's unshreddable, but go ahead. Well, you 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 first of all, you 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 try to be slick and you want to go to error. No one puts a list together based on error. <laughs> they put the list that. together based on top 10 of all-time players. Because clearly every single error has a different player, and somebody is going to be the top guy in that era. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that. So that's the number one slickness. So what I want to say is you cannot start any list of any kind, era, day, week, month, year, whatever you want to call it, without having Kareem Abdam-Jabbar at the top of the list. So you have him over MJ. Over you Again, you cannot start – any basketball conversation. I disagree with that. But without I, talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, are you crazy? I agree, but I, 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 key, I, I do like this one, two, three of regardless of whether you have them, Kareem ahead of LeBron or MJ. I, I'm okay with. But wait, Michael hold Jordan, on, LeBron, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, okay however, you have it, right? You, you we, That's we all agree that those three, Jay, me and you agree. Yes, we're those a, three are at the top. Yes. So what I got is I got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson. LeBron James. I oh, oh, I'm sorry, guy. Michael Jordan. I got Kareem, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Magic, Shaq, Kobe. I can't leave Bill Russell out with 11 championships at, at seven. Mm-hmm. I got KD at eight, even though his career is not over with. I got Larry Bird at nine, and then Tim Duncan at 10. And you have all the same players, I, just in slightly different order. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I don't have Will Chamberlain in my No, in no my, Wilt at all? I think Will no. Chamberlain is key. I, I, don't, I, I don't have him in there. I just don't. My my issue with it is I don't, and this I mean look obviously you're. <laughs> Wait, who did you I add? Mean, if you're you have, meeting. oh I see because I have I really have eleven. I see what you did. Yeah, go ahead. Key, I don't I don't see how Max has Magic Johnson at nine. That, me either. I got like I got I got Magic Laker at four of all time. Well, but I'll, it ain't I'll, even I'll, greatest Laker of all time. One of the great, well, greatest players of all time. Well, here's A six the thing. nine point guard. Magic. Magic, you have a good – like some of these I have a, like a hard time I can shuffle, especially the back half of the top ten. But Magic 
had better longevity than Bird and got actually better in the second half of of that of his prime. Like he kept being great where Bird had the back troubles. But when they were both young and in their physical peak, Bird was considered better. He won the MVP every year, and and even Magic would kind of cop to it back then. Bird was, like, people forget because Jordan almost erased the memory of Bird because he was so great. Bird was killing the game, killing it. Well, my my thing, though, is, like, if he's a Laker, I mean, he's he's the greatest Laker there is. Magic? I mean, I I think Kobe's definitely in the top ten, but Magic is a top five player of all time for me. I could. I mean, I think there's an argument. Magic he didn't shoot it very well, player. but yeah, he didn't have I'm, to shoot it very well. I mean, you even I think mean, about he's a five, six nine point guard that ran the floor. Keith, I could see Magic as high as MVPs, nine time All NBA first team in selections. I mean, NBA's top seventy five. Magic is. I could see Magic as high as five and as low as nine. He can't and be reason, nine. And one of the reasons I don't, I don't really have Will Chamberlain in in my list like that though. It's because as big as he was, I don't believe that he won enough championships to be that big and that dominant. He only won two. And they didn't even come back to back. They came in like big gaps. I think it was like in the 60s and then again in the 70s. There's no doubt. There's no doubt that counts against him, like against like next to Bill Russell and stuff. But Will Chamberlain was like, Will Chamberlain was the most dominant. Some people are like, oh, not the greatest, the most dominant. Will Chamberlain was like, a lot of people still think he's the greatest who ever lived. I'll tell you guys, before it's all said and done, if if KD finds a way to win a championship in Brooklyn, like, he would be top seven. I agree. But how are you going to have Magic at nine? I I don't don't understand. I mean, I'm just saying, Magic and Berg were contemporaries. And at their best, there was very actual little debate outside of LA that Berg was better than Magic. It's why he won the MVP every year. He's a, and they man, came. If you don't stop, Max. Bird was a better defender, with, a man, much better shooter, and almost as good a passer. You come up with and a, and a better rebounder. You come up with some stuff sometimes. It's I, true. I, I, I really like to test you. Yeah, I'm a Magic fan. Always have been, but I used to root for Magic over Bird. So I hated Bird because I hated so the Celtics. In your analysis, you're saying the era of Shaq and Kobe you give more weight to than the era of Larry and Matt. No, it's not even that. Kobe, it's a, but it's across eras, though, no, right? It, so yeah, it is. It is. Shaq, I just want to specify this is, and clarify okay, for I'm our glad fans. you are. I give, a, I give special value to peak over longevity. I think when we say the greatest ever, as long as you played long enough, what we're really talking about is what peak did you attain? And I think Shaq at his peak, the game has changed so much, it's like he doesn't apply as and much to today's game. Even, but at his peak, there was nothing you could do with Shaq. Nothing. Did you even consider the dream at all? Yes, I did. The dream think, would be next. I, I think that the, another one that when we can talk about for a lot of people, and probably right there is, I mean, you didn't give any recognition to Big O. I mean, no. I, and by the way, he would be next. Okay. Because uh, Oscar Hakeem, Robinson was a beast. I mean, Hakeem never... and Oscar would be the next guys you could talk about. By the way, what are your top tens? Who do you have one through ten? Once you start putting them in order, you could start to nitpick. This is more about your top ten. <laughs> yeah, no, I, put, I, I gave you, I gave you my top ten. Yeah, but you have nine of the same ten players in slightly have, different order. but it's it's your order that you have them in, Max. But you're going crazy over Michael Jordan being ranked number one. Yep, but again, 
You cannot start a basketball conversation without mentioning Kareem, man. Are you crazy? Yeah, actually, but most people do start with MJ at the top. Uh, they're crazy. And then, and then, and then I would say the crazy. And then I would say the then the next name they start. You with clearly is didn't. You clearly didn't watch enough of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar throughout his entire career. Well, no, I wasn't old enough. But I, I remember Kareem from when Magic was a rookie. I remember Kareem. Or better yet, you don't know enough about Kareem's history oh, no, in no. basketball. No, no, stop. He was he was the most so, dominant college player ever. If you want to add up total basketball career amateur and pro Kareem got the career record retire the prize so key all those three LeBron MJ Kareem with the first pick in the draft team Keyshawn is selecting who man what era am I playing in right now oh right now they all changes tra- everything right now I'm taking LeBron all right I'm yeah, taking I mean, LeBron but that's right The now. problem with the Brown bigs, now. the thing is, people look at bigs now and they think, man, I, no, I can't take no, I, I, I want the guy who handles, but that's because the game has changed. That's why I said, what era are we talking about? If we're talking about when but, bigs were important, I'm but taking that's Kareem. Why, but see, what I'm saying is when you do it the way I suggested, which is take their dominance and their greatness in their own era, then that applies. To, then you could just take that player and rank them. You don't have to worry about whatever because you've already accounted for that. But I feel like I can sit there and I could I could transport LeBron and MJ into that era. Yes, of, they're of theirs, more right? versatile across eras, across yeah. all the board. Because the game has gotten better. And when people try to say, "Well, this guy couldn't like LeBron couldn't play back in the '90s," I'm like, "What the hell are y'all talking <laughs> no, about?" No, LeBron. Let me hey, tell you, the game something. is better now than what the game me, was in the '90s. It may be called differently. You may be frustrated that players aren't as physical. But evolutionary, like evolution wise, the players are way more skilled than they've ever been before. Can you imagine LeBron was like, oh, LeBron couldn't play in the 90s? What would 90s players have done when LeBron, who's the size of Carl Malone with handles, is coming down the lane? Like, please, no one wants that either. Yeah, I want to hear what Corey in in Phoenix got to say, though. What's up, Corey? Corey, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line, Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, ask uh, just a quick question. When you guys are doing this all-time list, and I hear it across the board quite often, the name that constantly gets left off the list is Isaiah Thomas. In my opinion, Isaiah Thomas has done more as a point guard than anybody has in an era, you know, regardless of who was playing. And then look at what he did to Michael Jordan in his prime. You know, people talk about Michael Jordan being 6-0 and in the finals, but no one talks about the Isaiah-led Pistons bouncing him so many times in the first round. No, but that's and you know what? That, I'm sorry. That that's just wrong, though. It's not wrong on the facts, but you have to look at at the context. Isaiah had a great team around him. Time. Michael Jordan did not play with a single other All Star ever against those Piston teams until Pippen made his first All Star team, and in that game, game that that's the series they went to Game Seven. The Pistons were defending champs. Pippen had the migraine, scored two points in 40 minutes, so they lost. The next year, they destroyed the Pistons. Like, as soon as Jordan got his hands on one all-star, it was a wrap. you got to give him at least one all-star. Well, look, I mean, I, I, I think I, for me, and I love Zeke, I'm the biggest Zeke fan. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I wanted to be Zeke. So, I think he's top 20. I think, I, I think that's respectable for Zeke. I think top two championships, top five in assists. I think that's that's a reason for him to be top twenty. He also I know of what the caller all the means. NBA players who ever play in the history of the game. Key Jad, exactly. I know what the caller means. Like when you talk about point guards, Magic is six eight, six nine. He actually entered the league as a two guard technically, and then played a little forward too. Like Magic is 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 more than just a point guard. Steph Curry is not exactly a point guard. You can start looking at the other guys ahead of Isaiah, but then when you say I'm looking for a point guard who does everything. 
who can play defense, who can play in the clutch, who can take it to the rack, who can hit a clutch shot. That's Isaiah, who's won championships as the best player on the team. Isaiah fits that perfectly. Hmm. No one else does, maybe. I'm trying to think of another example like that. Yates, do you have any qualms? Nah, I'm cool, bro. You over it? You sound so angry right now. I just, I just, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't old enough to watch these players play. And I don't know how old everybody was when Bill Russell and them was playing. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I only put Bill Russell on my list because he won eleven championships. So eleven. Bill, Bill it's an era list. list though. It's not the greatest ever, right? We, it's, we no, it's the greatest. It That's how you do greatness. Now. That's how you do greatness. You nah, have to do it by the era. Shifting, we shifting narratives. I'm yeah. No, yeah, no, no, no. That's yeah. how you do greatness. Okay, I, I, let me ask you. I'll ask people the real because, simple question. Because I would say, since every single top ten sprinter in the world would dust Jesse Owens, Yates is the tenth best sprinter in the world greater than Jesse Owens. I don't know. I wasn't old enough. You got to no, 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 no. You can answer that question. <laughs> that's your. That's your qualifier. No, no. But here's the difference. Oh, no, 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 no. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Here's the difference. Track and field. You got a number, and it's the same. It's a number. So you don't. You can just read the number. I'm just gonna pick the. the you can just era. read the number. There's the no. Era. There's no subjectivity. The it's objective. I took all that guy. off your plate for you. I'm gonna pick the error. So guy. the the tenth best sprinter in the world. The number is better than Jesse Owens. He got there faster. I'm going so to according to Yates, he's you, greater. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. But you can't even name who he is. As, as it relates to greatness, yeah. Which player is greater? Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant or Wilt Chamberlain? Uh, I yeah. think at this point, okay. Okay. I agree. Okay. I think that's a tough. I think at this okay. point, I'm still going Wilt, but because so KD, Wilt's, Wilt's five on your list. So that's KD so is, this a, is, is a this work what I'm trying to get at for Yates, and I kind of feel him. You see players, mm-hmm. and I understand that all the championships may not align, but you're seeing them for their sheer talent and how talented they are. You're going to talk about the greatest scorer to potentially ever play the game of basketball. Like I'm looking at him yeah, like KD right. is ten with a bullet. I agree. He's going up. He will. He will finish up. One thing I'll say about Wilt Chamberlain. Bill Russell, all those guys, because they played before the three-point shot, you know, shot clock. There's all kinds of stuff going on that changed the game. I do think you can discount the old-timers a little. They can take a discount. But that doesn't mean if you're the most dominant player back then, it bounces you out of the top ten. It just means it probably takes you down a couple notches. I'm not saying that these, <laughs> these guys are incredibly – their resumes are off the charts. They have accolades for days. Like – a lot of players have accolades. It's like also about the numbers, like of when the competition is at its best. Agreed. for me too. Yeah, I agree. That's why Wilt takes a little discount. I agree, and so does Bill Russell. Haven't checked stole the ball. Keyshawn, <laughs> Jay, Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline, including a former Cowboy on what's wrong with Dak. Next, KJM on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel Eight. What a great segment. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Dak Prescott got to clean up some stuff. The Cowboys would be sitting with me in the stands at the Super Bowl. You throwing the ill-advised picks late in the game because you don't even see the defender push it underneath the tight end on a crossing. Uh, obviously, we've got we've got to do a better job of finishing on offense. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, right? The Cowboys and Dak Prescott in the are in the middle of a slump. I guess you could call it. It's with Jerry. Jones said on 105.3 The Fan when he was asked exactly that, is it a slump, Jerry? I don't want to say that a slump, but that's a, that's probably fair. But it's such a multifaceted evaluation. But uh, I would say that our offense is definitely away from where we were playing five and six games ago. All right, let's bring in another former uh, Cowboy into this conversation. Chris Canty joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Max. Does it bother you to say that I'm a former Cowboy? Because I know you're a huge Giants fan, and I want my chip with the Giants. So I'm I'm just asking. Yeah, it does. It does bother me to say that, as a matter of fact. New York's own, you know what you I know, mean? You chipped up you know with what bo- the Giants. You, you, know, you know what bothers me, Max? And What's I don't that? want to hijack the conversation, but what bothers me is since 2017, the Giants have the second worst record in the NFL, just one loss behind the Jets at 22 and 55. That's oh what bothers God. me. But I digress. It's, it's unbelievable. What, what do you make of what Jerry said, Chris? Um, Jerry's not wrong. There's a clear difference in the production in the offense, and I think there's a correlation with that calf injury that Dak Prescott suffered in that Patriots game before the bye week. I mean, if you look at Dak's numbers before that injury and then after that injury, it's staggering. I mean, in the six games prior, Dak's touchdown-to-interception ratio was 16-4. to In the six games since, his touchdown-to-interception ratio was 8-6. to so, I mean, it's clear that that calf is still affecting him. And I think when you're the Dallas Cowboys, you're in a position now where you have to assess what's more important, chasing after that number one seed in the NFC or resting our quarterback and making sure he's 100% healthy for the games that actually matter. Yeah, the funny thing about it, though, Chris, is this conversation, if he didn't throw the pick six, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. The throws, the, the two throws, the two interceptions in the in the New Orleans Saints game, one of one – was an overthrow where receiver kind of stopped running. The other, his arm got hit across the middle, so it fluttered in the air as an interception. It's just funny how the narratives change based on what we look at and we see certain things. Although they've won those games, we look at it and say, well, they shouldn't have been running that play in the first place in the Washington football game. Why are you throwing the ball right in that situation backed up and, and you're ahead by double digits? There's no point in doing run the ball. So we wouldn't even be having yeah, but, this conversation. Yeah, but, 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 Keith, they can't run the ball. That's the problem. Like, going back to that Saints game, you had a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. Your defense was generating takeaways, getting stops, and you couldn't salt the game away with running the football. They can't run the ball when it matters most. You're not a good running football team until you got to run the ball to close out a game, and the opposing team knows you got to run the ball, and they can't stop it. Right now, the Dallas Cowboys are a good running team on paper, 
but that's not the results that we're seeing on the field. All right, well, and so this is the second consecutive game where they can't do that. So you're right that they should be running the ball in that situation. Kellen Moore shouldn't be dialing up that pass play to put Dak in that situation where he could throw a pick six. But that doesn't stop the fact that Dak is still dealing with something and the Cowboys got to make sure that they got to get him right before the playoffs kick off. Those are two different conversations, but you can see how they're intertangled. So what happens if, if Dak continues to play this way? Cowboys have a shot to win the Super Bowl? No, man. The Dallas Cowboys going to have an early exit, man. That's, that's what's going to happen. Like, if you don't get Dak to be more productive than he has been over the past six games, it's going to be a wrap, Max. And I hate to say that, but, like, that's the reality of it. The numbers don't lie. When you just break down what you've seen from Dak Prescott, his completion percentage is down 10% in the last six games in comparison to the first six games. I mean, when you look at his quarterback passer rating, 115.2 in the first six games, 82.8 in the last six games. But you, I mean, you can't get past it. And I know that everything is not encapsulated in the stats. And sometimes it's hard to quantify a player's impact on winning. But the Dallas Cowboys just stacked back-to-back wins for the first time since week six. There's clearly something wrong with Dak, and that's leading to inconsistencies in your offense, which is why your team isn't playing their best football of the season going into the most important time of the season. What I would say is when you start to look at Dak Prescott's situation he was without top receivers for a couple games he also was coming off a calf injury against the Denver Broncos hadn't played Minnesota game Cooper Rush started that game and won that game and then you look at the running game they've they've been a mixed match of offense alignment Ezekiel Elliott's been banged up along with Tony Pollard being banged up now so they haven't really got that thing going as far as winning a Super Bowl as I said before if Dak Prescott can't clean up the last couple weeks, that includes the offensive line, not getting him hit when he's trying to throw, or them in, in uh, Kellen Moore dialing up plays at times that he shouldn't be, they're going to be sitting with me at the Super Bowl. If they somehow can fix that, they have an opportunity to be in the Super Bowl. So, Chris, you know, I've been it's been driving me nuts because Micah Parsons is amazing. He's on the Cowboys because the Giants couldn't pass up the package of draft picks because they have too many holes because they don't have Justin Herbert. They have Daniel Jones because they don't have Nick Chubb. They have Saquon, which who's great, but it took him with the second overall pick because they don't have Quentin Nelson. They have, uh, uh, you know, Will Hernandez. He just did a terrible job uh, with this team, Gettleman. You mentioned the Giants. Should they – how seriously should they look into drafting a quarterback either this year or next? Uh, I think that's a 2023 proposition, Max. Mm-hmm. Like you, you've got Daniel Jones. You don't have to exercise his fifth-year option this coming offseason. You roll out with him if he's healthy, depending on the results of this neck evaluation. Um, but I think he's probably going to be in the mix for your starting quarterback going into 2022. If you want to bring in a veteran presence to be competition for him, that's all good. But based on the quarterback draft that's out there, I don't know if the Giants want to go investing a top 10 pick in a quarterback that seems like it's a bit of a a reach. I feel like you should have learned your lesson by now. They took Daniel Jones in 2019. What they should have done is either draft Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson in 2018 or wait to address the quarterback position in 2020 when you could have got your hands on Justin Herbert instead of drafting Andrew Thomas. Now, I know Thomas has played better this year, but Giants fans would rather have Justin Herbert. So 
So, I mean, that, 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 to me, learn the lesson that you learned in 2019. Don't reach for a quarterback just because you have the draft capital in 2022. Yeah, they don't they don't learn lessons, the Giants, though, guys. They don't learn lessons. They, they, Gettleman apparently – If that, blow, if that blowout in SoFi Stadium can't teach you about that on Sunday, I don't know what will, Max. <sighs> I don't. Well, Key, it's uh, depressing news for Giants fans just all around. Pick a and, new team. And, Do you like no, Jake? Never. Never. Get a, get a different team? Uh-uh. Big blue all got, the way. I, I got, blood, got blood in the ground over there, Key. I can't do that, man. No, I'm talking, about, I'm, talk, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Max. Be nope. like Jay. Just pick about seven different teams. No. Nope. You know I jumped ship with the Knicks eventually. I was 36. Moved to L.A. I'm like, ooh, I get to be a Lakers fan. That's no, we station. don't want you. What do you mean we? It's no, I am we. It's, it's, I'm it's, the mayor of Lakersville over here. We don't want you, you man. Nah, you can't be a you can't be a Lakers fan, man. I am. I am. I am. That's probably what's wrong. You know what? No. When Dolan sells it. the Knicks, I'll come no. back to the Knicks. When Dolan sells them, not until then. That's Ain't all there is to it. Nah, Matt, Matt, hey, Matt, hey, Max, I heard your top ten NBA players of all time. Mm-hmm. You can't be a Lakers fan with that list. I promise you. <laughs> I just tell the truth. It doesn't stop me from telling I the truth. Can't, right not you like can't, you can't be a Lakers not fan. like Key. <laughs> Key has like let me see, James Worthy at four and at five. I got Pau Gasol. No, I ain't got James Worthy in there. Not at all. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. We'll be talking about the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are hitting on all cylinders. The defense is playing good. This is the team to watch in the AFC. I I think they will even jump over the Patriots. They've always been the best team in the AFC to me. Hey. So Dan Graziano, guys, told us yesterday it's not an overreaction, not an overreaction to say this is the final months of Derek Carr with the Raiders. But interim coach Rich Bisaccia was asked Monday if the team would consider inserting backup quarterback Marcus Mariota 
into the game more often to help protect Carr, if not also kind of light a spark for the offense. Basachi said no, but but should he, Key? Is that what he should do? <sighs> Has Carr really been playing that bad? Or is it that the offense has stalled, but is it him that's stalling the offense? I don't know, and I watch the games every single Sunday, Monday, or Thursday. And it doesn't seem to me that the reason that the offense is stalling is because of the quarterback. Now, they would clearly have more knowledge about that based on the plays, the film, and understanding what they're calling and what it's supposed to look like more so than me. But I don't see where he needs to be benched. I don't think his play is worthy of benching. Yeah, I, I, I don't see that. I mean, the, the games that they've been able to win, he's had to throw for over 300 yards. Mm-hmm. So when you look at that and the running game kind of being depleted to a degree, like you need him more than ever to play at a very high level in order for your team to win. So I don't know why that would lead to – whether Marcus Mariota should be playing more. Well, let me ask you this in that case. Like, if this is, before we even get to, is this the last few months with the Raiders, do you need to find anything out about Mariota? Is he one of these guys, Key, that you're like, you know, because you've mentioned a couple of these before, including uh, quarterback in Chicago. Uh, Justin Fields? Justin Fields. No, no, Andy no, no, Dalton. No. No, no, no. Before it, uh, who's who, Trubisky. 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 You mentioned this about Trubisky. You've mentioned this about Darnold. You've mentioned this about a couple guys, like reclamation projects who might, you know, could maybe wind up the next Tannehill or something like that. Does Mariota fit into that category? He he does fit into that category. Um, but who who needs to find out about him? Is it the is it the current Raider team that he's on, or is it thirty one other teams that's looking? maybe for a backup role or starting quarterback. Mm. Like, who needs to find out about him? So do because you, it's clearly not the Raiders because they got him in. He's been on their team two years now, so they know what he is. So he, he, he's second in the NFL on passing yards this season. Who's he? Derek Carr. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's oh, second. Oh, no, well, of course. Yeah. So, so are yeah. you saying this is not the last few months of Carr in, in Vegas? You're asking me that? Or yeah, asking I'm, asking, I'm asking you, Key. It depends on... Who they hire as general manager? Because I'm 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 almost feeling like they're going to go in a different direction on the GM spot, which they should. Don't think that Mike Mayock. First of all, Mike Mayock didn't deserve the job to begin with, um, and they're probably based on the way this thing has turned. Unless the, all of a sudden they win these next four games, it looks like they're going to go in a different direction with Rich Basaccia as the head coach, which I hate because I like Rich a lot. Um, and it depends on who you bring in. If you're bringing in somebody that likes Carr, then he's probably going to stay. If you're bringing in somebody that says this is not what I'm looking for because it doesn't give me the best chance to win, I want to look at something different, then he'll probably be gone. So I think it's up to the new head coach and new general manager to make a decision on Carr's future with the Raiders. So, I, I, I frankly feel if I'm Derek Carr, I don't want to be there anymore. You don't want you, you if you're Carr, forget about Carr, the Raiders. If you're yeah, Carr, if I'm you Carr, want to I'm taking it from Carr's vantage point here. I've I've been here, I've been a rock. Look at my numbers, they speak for themselves, Key. We've obviously been through a lot this year. Um, you know, going from Henry there's just a lot going on with our team and things that have gone down that have occurred with our team. And I've been the rock, I've been the stabilizer. But for me at this point in my career, like I want to win. And 
as you guys are having questions around who the coach is going to be, brought John Gruden here, and you know that issue now is Rich Bisaccia, and am I going to actually get a say in who our next coach is? But I want to be a Steeler. I want to be in another location where I can have a genius head coach who has stability at that position, and I can be surrounded with talent, and I know what our mission is, and I want stability. All right. Well, let's Dan Graziano, our ESPN NFL insider. Um, listen to what he had to say about where Carr will end up next season or could end up next season. Pittsburgh makes some sense. Look, I mean, here's the thing. You look at it like not everyone's going to get Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. So if you're the Carolina Panthers and you strike out on those guys, you know, Pittsburgh makes some sense. You know, Houston's going to need somebody. Uh, the Giants are going to need some. You know, there's all kinds of, of teams. And, and look, if Russell Wilson is gone, Seattle's going to need somebody. The, mm. the, the field is this, – this is – we're going to be sitting here in February and March talking about this pretty much every day. It makes some sense, Key. I mean, like he – Look, the thing about Derek Carr that's bizarre, and you, I, I want to say you've had him either in, the, in your top bucket or the top of the next bucket at different times, but what's, what's been weird about him... He, he's, a top, he's, a top, he's a top six, seven, eight quarterback for me. What, what's weird about his career, though, is there have been times where, I remember earlier on, it was like, of, other than maybe Andrew Luck, like as a whole package... Who would you take over Carr, who's like, I don't know, 25 or under, whatever it was. And he was right there. And then at times in different seasons, including this one, it looks like, ooh, he's really good. But somehow at the end of the day, you're like, yeah, he can play. But most people don't see him as a top quarterback. It's all about, it's all about perception, right? Mm-hmm. If I perceive you a certain way, if, if enough negativity get out there about you, then I'm going to perceive you a certain way until you win a championship or whatever the case may be. All he's done is put up numbers his entire career and has done a tremendous job despite being in an organization that has some turmoil surrounding, swirling around it on a consistent basis, not just this year, but every single year it's something with the Raiders organization. So, look, here's what if, – if I'm Carr – and I have an opportunity to go to a more stabilized organization that, that I feel more appreciated, then I probably look to get out of there to do such a thing, like a Pittsburgh, for instance. That's what I want to get to before we get if, out of here, Key. If they're interested. That's what I want to get to before. What can Mike Tomlin do with Derek Carr next year? More than he can do with Big Ben right now. <laughs> for sure, but does that make if, – if Mike Tomlin gets a quarterback like Derek Carr, are they Super Bowl contenders next year? Because they got some other stuff. Yeah, I think they would be Super Bowl contenders for sure. Yeah, I I think a lot of people would think that. Seems like a really good place for him and for Pittsburgh. What about Aaron Rodgers in Pittsburgh? Would he love that? That's next. ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.